When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names of the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Yeah. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip in your dad's big rig, picking a movie out by hand, and watching when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes who do podcasting instead of TV because of the problem with their faces. Sean Pryor and AJ (laughs) Benz, how the heck are you? Got a got a definitely a face for radio, even though radio is pretty much dead at this point. Um, And I don't even I don't even like my voice, so. I don't even know why I'm here. Just listen to old Pork Chopper. You'll get your own gush at the end of my lush. I don't know. The I check try. is in the I'm mail. Not, check wow. is, the in, check the is mail. in the mail. Do you do a good uh, Kurt Russell? How do you do Kurt Russell? I think I've heard people do it, and you're like, that's Kurt Just Russell. Just do like, John Wayne, but uh, younger. Gotcha. Okay. So so the Duke, but younger. Younger. Yeah. Work on it as we get there, okay? Okay. I'll do that. Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss a movie our fans have been begging for us to do for a long time. One of the most entertaining action comedies ever made. A movie that perhaps was an important inspiration for Mortal Kombat. Oh. Our second John Carpenter, Kurt Russell offering. We are, of course, talking about 1986's Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Well, damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Big Trouble in Little China movies, scenes, all of it, scene by scene. (laughs) That's me. We're going to be talking about this movie with a modern eye, but in order to do that properly, we got to talk about it nostalgically first, because so many people, they live in nostalgia. They're like, it was awesome when I saw it as a kid. <laughs> it can't, it can't be on. bad now. I don't have a neck anymore, but it's cool. And so you got you to gotta, you gotta review it with a modern eye, guys. Don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> I'll shoot your beer cans. <laughs> so we're you we're, fuckers. I think we're gonna start with Sean because I don't think AJ's <laughs> alive after that. Sean, tell us the first time you saw this movie what your nostalgic rating is. I have had a tumultuous relationship with this movie. For some reason, I am a, such a huge John Carpenter fan, and as soon as I got into his movies from Halloween on in, um, 
the poster for it kind of gave me weird vibes. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch like a a weird comedy uh, by John Carpenter. And then I I I, I had known that it was a, a great movie in like movie uh, reviewers and everything like that circles. Um, so you I were put it on. You weren't gonna like it. I guess so. I put it on one night and um, fell asleep like halfway through. And I don't like doing that, so I'm like, I will wait to watch the movie. And so I waited, I don't know how many years, and so I put it on again, fell asleep again. Um, this happened like maybe three times. And then for this podcast, I put it on the first time and fell asleep. I don't know what it is about this movie, but I could not for the life of me get through it. And um, honestly... I can't give you a nostalgic rating because I this is pretty much the first time that, that I've seen it all the way through. Unbelievably That's the surprising. Shock to me. That's that is shock central. We'll get to my rating in at the end, but I don't know what it was about this, guys. I, this is like the only movie that's ever done this to me. Jeez. Yeah, we'll get there. I could have never guessed that. I'm sorry. AJ. Mike. <laughs> no. It, no. Did it happen again? It happened again. It happened again. We need a wage we're like, oh. oh my god, you guys, it happened again. How how is it possible that n- none of us have seen this movie? This is upsetting. I've put my eyes on it several times, but they just closed. I don't know what happens. Oh man. Okay, well, I had this whole spiel prepared to tell you guys <laughs> to have this fun game of because remember, like this is like my fifth out of six in a row that I have not seen. I mean, it's bad. Oh. What? Who do you think has not seen? I've gone back. Who do you think's not seen the most movies that we've done? Oh, it's you. Okay, by a, by a lot. I th- mm. I thought it was me. Um, up until not by recently. much, not by much. This I have not seen. No, not including the never seen series. Those yeah. are those are out. I've not seen thirteen of the movies we've done. Okay. You both are tied with eleven. Wow! Like, oh, wow! That's how close it is. You, I was, I was definitely Zero in the way. lead. Like I was good until recently, and I've gone bam, bam, oh, bam, wow. bam. Okay, jeez. Out of hundred, out of a hundred, you know, take away the the bonus type stuff. We're at we're over a hundred, something like that. You nice. know, hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty. So it's not bad. Hey, before you hate on us, don't judge us. This is a, a good moment. And right. uh, we will do this right. I promise you. I will anyway. I actually feel like this might end up being better than like, because we don't have to strip away the nostalgia now. Yeah, this is just, true. we're watching this with a modern eye and yeah. we're going to give you a rating. That's so true. I liked it better when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, you anyway. can't remo- review my movie that you haven't seen as a kid. It's really underrated. Because I saw it, it as a kid and you haven't seen it. So you can't talk about it poorly. Vin Diesel. Vin- <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we are moving along then. We are going to talk about all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, that is your job. What do you got, man? Here we go. Produced by uh, produced by Larry Franco, Keith Burrish, and Paul Monash. Written by Gary Goldman and David Z. Weinstein. Let's say Weinstein. Cool. Uh, music by John Carpenter and Alan Craig Howarth. Died. <laughs> you killed Craig. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, edited by Steve Merkovich, Mark Warner, and Edward Warshickle. Warsh- you got him. Warshickle. Uh, visual effects by Richard Edlin, who also did Ghostbusters. Actually, I think he won an Academy Award for, uh, he used to work for um, ILM, and I think he won an Academy Award for one of those movies, probably. Um, cinematography by 
Dean Cundy. Oh. Guys, I think it's time to face it. Dean Cundy is officially the director of photography of our nostalgia. Cool. He's just, Except for this movie, for our nostalgia. You're right. But, um, yeah, I think he's just the champ. Can we just can we just say that he's the champ yeah. on our podcast? Go ahead and say it. He is our cinematographer, Dean Cundy. Dean Cundalingus. Directed by the ever-loving motherfucker of greatness, John Carpenter. All right. JC. Cast. Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, James Hong, Victor Wong, Kate Burton, Donald Lee, Carter Wong, Peter Kwong, Susie Pye, and Al Leong. Anytime he's in a movie, it's going to be badass. This might be his third or fourth. In fact, gosh, I keep forgetting to do this. I we know. will do it moving forward. But uh, uh, Garrett, Jarrett, Garrett, Garrett Layoff, Garrett, Garrett Layoff, Jarrett, the Jeff? number one Patreon member of all time has spent about a month putting together our <laughs> how many actors have been in how many movies. And, and we will, this is my reminder moving forward that we will bring this up every time you go through the segment. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. we will talk about how many movies they've been in. Yeah. Because Al Leong's been in at least. Three now. I feel like it's three. Three to four yeah. at this point. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, the original script for Big Trouble was by Gary Goldman and David Weinstein and focused on a cowboy in the, in the 1880s stumbling upon an ancient Chinese evil. The film was to be a straight Western with the character of Jack Burton at the forefront. 20th Century Fox liked the project but was hesitant on the monetary needs the film would need to achieve the Western look. So they brought in W.D. Richter to modernize the story to present times to present times and getting rid of almost everything except the story of Lopan. So it, it was like a straight Western before anything. Um, and the studio was just like, no, 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 we're not doing a, uh, a stupid, weird, low budget Western with, with Chinese stuff in it. No one's going to go to this. No, no one's going to go to no this. No East versus meets West. Exactly. Here. Interesting. Yeah. John Carpenter did his own pass through the script, scaling some fight sequences down, adding more meaningful scenes w- for Gracie Law, and uh, toning down offensive traits some characters had toward Chinese Americans. Clint Eastwood and Jack Nicholson were both considered for the role of Jack Burton, <laughs> but they were busy. I'm just trying to get Craig to, <laughs> to move. <laughs> so Clint Eastwood and Jack Nicholson were considered for the role of Jack Burton. Kurt, Kurt Russell was hesitant on the role at first, but liked the notion of Jack Burton being the hero, but he isn't. A character that thinks he's Indiana, he's Indiana Jones, but the circumstances are always too much for him. Jackie Chan was considered for the role of Wang, but wanted to go back to Hong Kong to work on police story movies instead. Carpenter met with Dennis Dunn twice before giving him the role. Dunn said that you don't see Chinese actors getting this opportunity in American films really ever. The chance to be an action star in an American film was an experience the actor could not turn down. Production began and had a problem almost right away. Eddie Murphy was shooting a film called The Golden Child, dealing with similar subject matter. John Carpenter was even offered the directing job for Golden Child. He said, how many films about Chinese mysticism have been made in the last 20 years? For two to come out around the same time is just insane. Because of this, the studio rushed production so Big Trouble could release five months before Golden Child. Big Trouble was released on July 2nd, 1986, and on a budget of $25 million, the film only made $11.1 million, <laughs> but has become a fan favorite for Carpenter Films and uh, has become kind of a cult classic over the years. Sure. Well, listen, we are here at the Confused Breakfast, just three dudes trying to put out weekly podcast content for you to listen to. We're planning on doing this until, I believe, the year 2074. 
Yeah. So we need your help. There are two things you can do if you listen to this podcast every week. If you see that yellow logo pop up, you're like, ah, another episode. That means you love us. You need to, number one, go give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Music. Whenever this happens all the time, whenever a video kind of pops off on the social medias, the Vin Diesel fans and, and such just start going, I hate you. You're stupid. Here's a one-star rating. They never even listen to our podcast. It's right up their alley. They would love it. And they don't even listen to it, and they're like, one star. Yep. So just go give us a five-star rating just real quick. Say some funny words. You can even be like, I hate these guys so much. Five stars. That yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah, I love, love that. that. That'd be amazing. And the second best way to support us, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. That is where you vote on upcoming movies. you got a private Discord channel. You get bonus weekly audio content. There is over 100 episodes now. Of you, you log in, you get instant access, you click on it, and you have 100 things to listen to. Yeah. And and it will grow every single week. So go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Check that out. We have done at least two Vin Diesel movies that I know that he was in. He, we know he's so in. So go back and listen to those and appease your weary mind. Your weary mind. Yep. Well, up next we have AJ. He does the research for us, talks about the ratings, reviews of critics and fans alike. What do you got, man? Oh, you guys know there's enough red to go around in this movie, I think. We're going to the top <laughs> Meter. Yeah, <laughs> 74% certified fresh. All right. On there. Just below the Goonies, just above Coming to America of any movies we've done. Above Coming to America? So that's what the, criti- the critics think. It's sandwiched in between Goonies and Coming to America. I wonder how it stacks up against the Golden Child. <laughs> uh, Very good. Yeah. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is 82% audience uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 7.2 on IMDb. We've talked about this. A 7 is average. Yep. 7.1 is pretty good movie. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty 7.2 and above. Like you are, you are an elite category. You Listen. didn't need to make a good movie, but you did. <laughs> Listen to this company. This is tied at number 44. Speed, Tremors, Major League, Lost Boys, Clue, Caddyshack. So it's okay. Out of all of those, which one don't you want to watch right now? Neither. Uh, Neither? None. 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 Nine. Nine? (laughs) No? (laughs) Weinstein. (laughs) Continue, AJ. (laughs) Just shoehorning. (laughs) Shoehorning. I loved reading the very positive uh, reviews from critics on this movie. Uh, 90. Out of 100, Scott found us at, at Voice, said Big Trouble in Little China is a far more enjoyable mashup of classic westerns, Saturday morning serials, and Chinese wuxia than any of the Indiana Jones movies, with Kurt Russell in full bloom as Carpenter's De, de Rigueur. Mm-hmm. Great. Hard drinking, hard gambling, wisecracking, loner hero. A bowling alley, John Wayne. Nice. That is incredible. Uh, Mark Bernadine at Entertainment said 83 out of 100. There are two kinds of people. The ones who have seen and love Big Trouble in Little China, Uh a John Carpenter kung fu western buddy Chinese ghost love story, and those poor saps who aren't burdened with having to try and describe it to the uninitiated. Whew. That's our job today. It's our job. Yeah, this might suck. <laughs> so uh, this is a 10 out of 10 
from uh, a reviewer, just a regular watcher in 2018. The most important people. Exactly. And he said, this movie doesn't contain a single irrelevant scene. Nice. (laughs) Nay, not even a frame. (laughs) Everything is there for the sole reason of being awesome. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. A perfect movie. All right. Who's that? That uh, that was uh, Geminov. Geminov. <laughs> Geminov. Okay. When was that written? September 6th, 2018. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Not bad at all. Uh, how about this, guys? Some one out of 10s before we get too far into this. The worst movie I have ever seen, yep. said yep. Super G19, February 9th, 2004. This movie has got to be one of the worst, if not the worst movies I have ever seen. Just restating that for us. The plot is absolutely abysmal. The acting is mediocre, and the least said about and the least said about the special effects, the better. It made me regret paying three three pounds fifty quid. There we go. I don't think that's right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> to, to the video rental store. This film gets one star from me, and it's only because you can't give a lower rating. Oh, I got him. I'm so innovative with my words. Noticing mm. a trend uh, with these low ratings on these movies, for sure. <laughs> I would give it a zero, but if I, I can't. give it a zero, I would. Two out of ten. Last one. One out of ten. Possibly the biggest load of drivel I've ever spent money to watch. And this was in 2000. Kim Cattrall is very pretty. <laughs> That's the only good thing about this movie. <laughs> the effects are unconvincing. <laughs> Kurt Russell tries hard, but the material's against him. Yeah. Kim Cattrall's hot. I didn't like the rest of it. Thanks, guy. Thanks in for 2000, your contribution. Thank you. In, in the 2000, year 2000. <laughs> I guess after I guess after all the greatness from 99, that's Oh what he had to, shit, it's you're right. True. I mean, I guess that's what he had to compare against. So it makes perfect sense actually. Drivel. Drivel. This is drivel. It's not Fight Club. What is the definition <laughs> or of drivel? chill factor? I, f- I think of drivel as just like what falls from your mouth when you're eating. Yes, I think so. Okay, that's what I picture too. Absolute drivel. Drivel. I'll pick it up and eat it later. Yeah. Uh, it just says it's uh, just yeah, it's it's nonsense. So, but it could also be saliva or mucus. So I wasn't yeah. far off. So it's it's ex- 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 yeah, it's exactly what you want it to be. I got it. Well, that it. is perfect timing because the stuff <laughs> wow. you don't want. To fall out of your mouth is Cedar Ridge whiskey. Oh, yes. Indeed. That is something you you cherish. You drink like this. You go, oh, and you kind of put your hand beneath oh. it just in case a drop falls out. Because it is the best whiskey ever made. It's made in our backyard in Swisher, Iowa. They're killing it everywhere. They're winning awards all over for their bourbon, their flagship bourbon that Sean's got in his hands right now. The American Quintessential Single Malt. For scotch lovers, and actually for people who don't love scotch, because it's better than scotch, because it's made in America. That's why we can't call it a scotch. Their collaboration with Slipknot, number nine, combining rye and and bourbon together in different combinations. Cedar Ridge whiskey is the best. You have to try it. If you can get it, your local distributor, you go there, you get it, you buy it. If you can't, you go online to cedarridgewhiskey.com. You can order some straight to your door, only if you promise to drink responsibly. That's it. That's the only thing. It's free. They send it to you. Just say, I will drink responsibly. And they go, here's your bottle. Here you go. That's you got to be responsible. That's definitely not true. But 
you will be glad you did because uh, Cedar Ridge is the best, and it fuels us, and we love them. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. 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 People equals drivel. Well, boys, it's time to start this movie scene by scene. To everyone listening, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not done podcasting by dawn, call the president. Yeah. Here we go. So scene number one, truck driver Jack Burton gambles in Chinatown after making a delivery. He wins a bet against Wang Chi. To make sure he follows through on payment, Jack accompanies him to the airport to pick up Wang's Chinese fiance Miao Yin, where a Chinese-American street gang, the Lords of Death, try to kidnap another Chinese girl. After Jack intervenes, they take Mao Yin instead. Before he became grandpa and a ninja and a store owner in uh, Tremors. I don't know if he ever ages. I don't think so. He He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, Victor Wong is probably up there in our filmography. He's been in three. Uh, I th- I think... Of anything I've seen Victor Wong in, this is now my favorite. I think so, too. It's my favorite, for sure. He kill- And it starts right with this opening scene, which... Did you read that? About... Yeah. This was never... This opening scene was never supposed to be in the movie. Right. It was just supposed to start with the truck driving scene. But I love... I love that they start with this, because you immediately... Uh, apparently not Sean, but it immediately drew me in. <laughs> and it was like... It was it was funny too because even the the verbiage they talk about he says you could be in a great deal of trouble yeah it's like it's so easy to say big trouble big trouble <laughs> it's a great deal would you say <laughs> would you say big trouble? big trouble I I fucking love I fucking love that they opened it with this I did too and I think it's it's like weirdly good very well directed. In my opinion, like it's just like just just two people sitting down talking, but there's like the shots are beautiful. Like the blinds are kind of yes, perfectly on his face. That and then like there's some certain shots with like something in in the foreground and then them in the background. It's just like it doesn't need to be this good, but Dean Cundy and John Carpenter is a great combination, man. We just cannot state that enough. It's incredible. It's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, it's it feels completely unnecessary to me. This opening scene, the opening scene, and and I I after after reading that, it made complete sense to me why it was there. And the only saving grace is Victor Wong, because I I think I think it's fine. Like, um, I, and the reason I like it is because we get Victor Wong early earlier on in the movie than when he would have come in later oh, on. Oh, true. You know what I mean? It would so, have been a little while till he did get in the movie. Yeah, till he really got into it, you know? And so, so yeah, I I do like it for that regard, but that's about it. I Otherwise, it feels a little forced. And, and I believe what I had read is that had this not been there, it would have opened up with him driving the truck. down the mm-hmm. road. Yep. And I... I would have been more engaged okay, at that okay. point, I guess. That's my opinion. Yeah. I I like it because it's because as we see, Jack Burton is really not the main character in this movie. To me. But they set it's it up that way. Very funny, kinda. But I think they set it up purposely funny. 
Like I, I think they set it up where like they're telling this legend about Jack Burton. Yeah, like, so like, that's you a good don't, point. You don't fuck with Jack Burton, man. Like the, that's what Victor Wong in. is saying. And then you Leave see him Jack Burton, and then you <laughs> see him in action, and he's like, he's a fucking dumbass. I love. <laughs> but it. you don't. Jack Burton should be like. It should be the character from uh, Last Action Hero or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. tough guy, hard knocks, like shoot first, ask questions later. But then we get Jack Burton, bumbling truck driver guy who's running a podcast over his yeah. CB radio. <laughs> yeah, but I, that, I like I liked the setup of him like a, a, like a legend. Yeah. I, I like it. Because in, in, on, on first watch, you're, you're ready for it. You're like, okay, cool, man. Jack Burton's fucking, this is going to be awesome. He is going to be this hero. And it's not like in scene one, you're, you're like, oh, they lied to us. Like, you still think yeah, this. Yeah. It takes a while. So you're, you're watching this going, He's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna do be it. A cool guy. He's gonna do it, and slowly but surely they strip that away. Where that might not have stuck home. Yeah, I mean that is a good point. That is a good point. They it is Victor Wong setting up Jack Burton it's a tale. as it's a, a big tale as a hero. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that makes sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And he is. Do you, you drive? You drive trucks that have walkie-talkie CBs. No, uh, we don't have CBs, uh. but I goddamn wish that we did. Because well, I'm just like. I, I sometimes I get to the point of like I've ran out of my podcasts that I listen to like Sword and Scale is it's not Monday I, I, there's no new episode out you know uh, what am I gonna do listen to music I've listened to this album so many times what I wish I could do is just spout fucking random facts <laughs> about Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. God, hey, don't don't turn to channel 14 because it's just that Sean guy again. What would your truck driver name be? Oh, it's you know uh, QT Express. <laughs> Cutie, or, they'll be that cutie. <laughs> cute, oh, that's just cutie two three seven back there on CB. <laughs> Don't go to channel so fourteen. If you, if you want to compare Stanley Kubrick and Tarantino, then you have to kind of go back a little ways to <laughs> the. <laughs> well, the best part is he's It's way better. Never comes down to Georgia. If you don't know about CBs, like it is true, like you 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 engage it, you talk, and then you let go so yeah. that someone else can talk. So it's just Sean. It's just Sean for an hour spouting Quinter. I have and finally around the button. Finally, he lets go. Some guy goes. Like, so he goes. Is anybody out there? And some guy goes. No, and I don't <laughs> care. care. <laughs> well, like, we'll, 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 if it wouldn't maybe. be Tarantino, it'd be like ghost stories or something. I'd just uh. like be falling asleep at the wheel for people listening, tuning uh. into my show. Uh, mine, it'd be Devil Went Down on Georgia. That's what it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's too long. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is Devil Went Down on Georgia. Uh, butt Putty. <laughs> butt Putty. Just <laughs> Breaker, breaker to I know buddy. what yours would be. Buddy, come on what? through. I know, I know what come Mike's on. would be. Come on, what? My cock. <laughs> <laughs> my cock. Is he saying my cock? No, his name, his last name's Hawk. My cock. <laughs> I still don't understand. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I'd be candy cane. <laughs> candy <laughs> candy. <ride. laughs> It'd what be, no, you, you'd be, uh, you'd be. Beardy Blues McDrummer McDoozle 69 420. It would definitely end in 69 420. I just don't know what else it would be. You'd be, you'd be Puka Shell 69 420. I do, I do know we have some truck driver listeners, and and like, please tell us if this yeah. is correct. We, we love you guys for listening, and we yeah. hope we provide entertainment for you in those long drives so you don't have to listen to someone like <laughs> Jack, Jack or Sean talking on the radio. I do love like. I don't. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like I don't. 
it like, makes, it got, makes you gotta, wonder. Like, it, I had to go back and go, is this ha- is this happening at the end of the movie? Sure, like, yeah, but, I don't but know. it's not. I mean, he's wearing something different. He's eating a sandwich. And, yeah, so I, who knows the what he's check fucking. is in the mail. Yeah, uh, it's who, just a badass. Who who eats better than uh, Kurt Russell in movies? Who eats better? He does eat pretty good. He does he's have. A, he's a damn good eater. He eats that stew in the hateful eight. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. It makes me want to eat stew right now. Didn't you say there? Uh, there's like another thing of like it's like uh, is it death race or something? Or like or what? Death what was proof. It? Death proof. Where he's eating nachos. Nachos, the best looking. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. It, I watched that movie after this because yeah. I wanted to. The best looking nachos in the entire history of movies. Yes, he's just his his mouth, his mouth wraps around the sandwich <laughs> in like kind of a kind of like somebody from the creature shop made it like <laughs> <laughs> like predator might you know. <laughs> um, I imagine it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how he gets at that sandwich, and he's he just like lines up his perfect bites. See, we got oh, and then and then while he's talking, while he's talking. Well, I know what I'm doing. And then he's talking on the mic. Yeah. He goes back and forth. He does it so well. And most of the time, you don't see people eating in movies and TV. Right. Because it's... It's pointless. It's pointless. Yeah. Right? It, it messes up shots. It messes up continuity, things like that. That's why people don't do it a lot. But him doing it is incredible. Since we have all seen this now for the first time, did you think... So he's got... So Jack's playing cards uh, with Wang, Wang Chi. I did not at all assume that these guys were actually friends Mm-mm. like the, this whole card game thing just made made it feel like uh-oh what's going on with with wang chi and, yeah but and, and i did feel like that was a little strange i don't know what really the reasoning was behind that you don't like these guys are like apparently great friends yeah and have been for a long time so this this weird little like he tries to hit him with the bottle is is he doing that on purpose trying to slice the bottle in half and is he trying to purposely make it go and hit him in the head I don't think so. I think he's like actually trying to win his money and it, back. And he made a mistake. Yeah. It, you think so? But it does it does seem like he's mad at him. Yeah. Like Wang yeah. is like upset with Jack. <laughs> so I definitely yeah, I felt that for sure. Nothing yeah. a double. Nothing a double. Nothing, nothing Have you double. ever said nothing or double? It's no. always double or nothing. Double or nothing. I'd love to know if anybody out there has ever grown up saying nothing or double. That had nothing to do with this movie because I'm pretty sure double or nothing is how you say it. Also, I don't know what time he got there, <laughs> but they've been gambling through the night at least, at least for like four hours, right? At least. Maybe. Uh, th- well, yeah, you think about they. Be- he got there. They've been gam- gambling in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Now the rain has stopped. Yeah. This it- is... That's what I want to go do, though. I would love to just like walk through a part of town like this, like like uh Chinatown and like go and see like the people have food, like food carts and like yeah. try that kind of stuff. I would love that. And then you sit down and play cards and just or gamble and drink beer. That'd be dope. Seems yeah. pretty fun. I've I want to be Jack Burton now. I do too. I want to be <laughs> Kurt Russell, dude. Oh my god. He's the That's best. Good point. Yes. What do you what do you think about the music of this movie? Cuz like I was I'm very into it. At times at times there were choices I didn't like because did John Carpenter do the music too? Yeah. But this is like a precursor to like Stranger Things. All all this like like they really nail this kind of eighties synth in this movie to to drive the story along. Yeah, I I like the score parts for sure. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. 
like the beginning, yeah, like that. The opening opening one is great. There's a music video for the song, especially at the end, that John Carpenter is in, and it's look it up. It's so cringy. Like he's like in the music video on like the Big Trouble set doing the Big Trouble song with Tommy Lee Wallace, who uh, I think production designed uh, Halloween, and he made Halloween three. Like there's like several filmmakers, aging filmmakers in a music video yeah. for this song. Always wanted like, to be a rock star. Oh, they, no. they made like a band or they were in a band and like they tribute that final song at the end. Should we talk about that right now or should we wait till then? We can we wait. wait. Okay. We wait. But yeah, th- that band will get you. Yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter feels that for as good as he is, he feels like he would do a lot of cringy things. Yeah. Am, am I right on that? Yeah, well, I mean, if you see him... In I'm it, John Carpenter. My name's you, always on the title yeah, of the movie. Yeah, like John Carpenter's movie, you know? <laughs> and then you see him in this music video, you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. God, you, you You spend a lot of time wearing, wearing like, straight-cut jeans and New Balance, don't you? And smoking Marlboros. Yeah, you, 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 you tuck your Marlboros. shirt in to, with, not, without any belt. He's the type... John Carpenter <laughs> seems like the type that has, like... Has jeans on, like blue jeans on, but then they're they're a little too short. And then he's wearing like the loafers that have the little tassels on them. Oh yeah, like brown loafers with really light colored jeans with, really with the little tassels. The little tassels. Yeah, that just feels like something he would wear. Yeah. Craig's, Craig's got it up right now. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Oh, it's, uh, oh no, it's uh, bad. Oh, um, yeah. I can't. Hit wait. It. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I had to think long and hard about this, but I think nice. I think it's the Lords of Death, the guy with the white fucking sunglasses. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. Those are those never have I wanted to slap a pair of sunglasses off of someone in my entire life you as much the, as this. You mean the Foot Clan rejects? Yeah, the yeah. the the squinty eyes sunglasses? Oh yeah. yeah. Like they <laughs> didn't Yeah, they didn't How do you make see out of that? Clan. You, uh well, you don't. You just guess, and if you so if you actually go back and look, Mike, he's holding on to his buddy's shoulder. The whole <laughs> Is he time. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He can't see shit. You know I hate bad guys in dumb glasses. Uh, back to the Future. I punched three D glasses. Yeah. In the past, like I'm, this, this is the one. Get yeah. it. Get out. Of All here. right. I, I'm in. I don't. I can't think of anybody else really. Maybe the bloated thunders. Wind, thunders wind pretty at bad. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Thunders or, pretty bad for or me. Or the eyeball, the floating eyeball thing. That's true. Hate that thing. Yep. Yeah, that thing's obnoxious. I we can disagree it. on on white sunglasses, Lords of Death. I don't know. I I think that might be a lineup situation of just a. Yeah, I don't mind the two other guys. I feel like they're, they're pretty okay? cool. It's just those the choice of sunglasses that yeah, day was not yeah. doing it for me. That's, I like yeah. when um, Wang is talking about his girlfriend. He's like, "I'm going to marry you one day, Jack. She's going to put my life together." It's like that's a. It's a lot of expectation for, lot. Sub, for one person, Wayne. It's a lot that you to haven't put seen on in five years. Yeah, yeah. You haven't, you haven't seen her in five years. You don't know what she's been up to. But, like, she, you don't know where you know. You're you're good, man. Just do you. You're doing you're doing pretty well for yourself. She's you doing need, her. Yeah. Don't don't put that expectation. You need to help yourself. Okay. Betterhelp.com. <laughs> you need to help yourself first. You know. You just lost all this money, <laughs> and apparently you were relying on that money, but yeah. you're gambling. I mean. You got your own problems to sort through, and I well, think makes that's you think important. Mao Yin's going to actually want yeah. you when she's exactly. on that plane. Maybe yeah. she just appreciate. Maybe she thinks you're just friends. Oh, you know? like you're oh, no. you're her L.A. Con- right? This is like L.A. San Francisco. It's San basically Francisco, Encino yeah. Man. Basically Encino Man. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, she gets up like you're her contact for uh, her visit here. Yeah. She's gonna go see other friends. Yeah. Oh, she's got a lot of friends. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for dropping me off. <laughs> I was gonna go meet up with a couple of my friends in the Lords of Death. Oh, I was gonna see if you want to go. I was gonna see if you want to go get some food or you know uh, get some. Oh, where did you want to go? Well, I own a restaurant. I want to go there. <laughs> You know, she's not appreciative. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> the red flags start getting thrown up really fast. <laughs> oh, they, they, this whole this just starts you really pulling you in on Jack Burton and how great Kurt Russell is. Like just these little comedic moments. Like he he goes over to the reporter, um, or sorry, Gracie Law, Gracie yeah. Law, and he and he talks to her, but then he turns around, Gracie Law leaves, and he turns back, and it's the elderly <laughs> woman. He's, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> I fucking love him in this movie so much. Can I ask you a serious question? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, the, the the very quick dialogue is is really great. It's really reminiscent of like those like fifties movies. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? That's what like, John Carpenter wanted. He's like he wanted like that snappy His Girl Friday like one okay. after the other yeah. kind of uh, feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really do like it, and I love a lot of his dialogue in here too. And I. Uh, I as the movie goes on, we'll talk about. I think the movie's very aware of itself. Like the line he says, there, there's something very subtle when he's talking about when some guy eight foot tall comes up, slams your favorite head against the back of a wall, asks you if if you paid your dues. You uh, you tell him what old Jack tells you, checks in the mail. <laughs> It's pretty good. Slams your around. favorite head against the wall. Like I, I don't know. There's something very funny about that yeah. to me. And he just kind of <laughs> glosses over this. He's sunglasses at night. Border. You know, it's it's great. It's great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, scene two, Jack and Wang track the Lords of Death to Chinatown, where a battle erupts between two ancient Chinese warrior societies. When the three storms appear, Jack attempts to gun his big rig through the crowd, but runs over David Lopan, a man directing the three storms. Wang hurriedly guides Jack through the alleys. They escape, but Jack's truck is stolen. Can I ask you, I was really hoping you guys have seen this movie, because I still do not understand... When they when that truck pulls into the alley. Okay, can I talk about this for real real quick sec? Uh -oh. Any, I'm a truck uh -oh. driver. If I if there's a tight <laughs> exactly. where you getting anxiety, if there's a tight spot like that, I'm like, give me the phone number of wherever the fuck I'm meeting because I need to know if I can turn around in there, if I need to back out, how long it is. So you're saying I'm not going in. You're there. saying Jack's a shitty truck driver and he should have just parked. And they should have got out and without out a trailer. Alley. I think you, I think you'll be fine. Eh, you don't know where that alleyway goes. It, well, yeah, that's true, and it you know it leads to no backup cameras, fucking chaos. Well, okay, so as they pull in, there's this weird shot of Lopan as like a, a normal guy. Yeah. He's like a homeless guy in the alley. That is never addressed. We it is one of three different things we see him as, but we see him as the full blown apparition kind of like mm -hmm. with the makeup on and then we see him as the old man but why is he this weird weird young guy homeless or homeless guy and he just watches the truck go by and he goes mm. and then we never see him again yeah 
I, I'm sure there's an explanation to it, but I've watched this now three, four times trying to figure out what the hell that was. And they never. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? They yeah, just I know exactly weird. what you're talking about. And I, I remember I going, thought oh, the same oh, thing. Oh, he's in this movie. And I was waiting for him uh, on my second watch, watch through. I was waiting for him to kind of pop up again, if you will. But it's like he was, he's just there. Yeah. You know? Um, and then he wasn't. It's like, it's like we needed to put him in there. But again, when he's the full apparition, as you say, he's. His uh, face is like a different color. Like his skin is a different color to kind of show like he's a ghost almost. Yeah. And um, and so, but as that homeless man, he's like uh, he looks flesh toned. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just not much explanation. I'll be honest. I had to look up like some videos on YouTube to like help me out with uh, understanding the uh, whole low pan myth and everything like that, and actually what what he wants. Because it's based, it's based off of um, some mythical things. Yeah, right? it's based off some like uh, quote unquote real things, uh, or like yeah, Chinese Chinese mythical um, kind of stories. But uh, yeah, I, I had to like go kind of deep and try and understand actually what the hell was really going on amidst all the fun I was having from this movie. Right, and and it is a little hard to understand too, because like these lords of death are trying to just kidnap the random girl. Yeah, Gracie Law's there. To not and they have nothing to do with the evil people. They're just taking her to a brothel. Yep. But yeah. and it, and it takes a long time to be like, no, wait. But they took Mao Yin. But but they did. They took her to a brothel. Oh, and then they come in and get her from the. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's it's this story's just like this. Well, then you have this gang fight, which is all like actually pretty great. Like the the directing in this is actually like the fight scenes are like pretty good all in camera you know like no no like shaky cam or anything it's like one shot here one shot there kind of strikes with everybody and like shooting i feel like though one thing that i had in mind was like if you're if you're like if it's a gang fight you have to like kind of come to terms of like is it a gunfight that we're having or are we doing like hand-to-hand shit and like with weapons yeah because they start off with blasting everybody and then they Ran out of ammo. It seemed like they were all on the same page, though. I guess. Like, like, like we, we s- don't know the rules, but they're like, "Yep, when we meet in the street, it'll be gunfight for five minutes, and then we whoever's left hand to hand." Like it's another out. form I, of like a revolutionary war kind of line. Damn. Uh, yeah. I I I think uh, I made this. I had this little thought about it that, especially in that moment, right when they're in the truck and they're watching this all happen, and especially. You know, it's it's these references that they don't want to, like, make flat out. But Wang says, it's a Chinese standoff. Don't make a sound. The guy comes out, like, with the bandoliers as if it's, like, a Mexican standoff. But then you have the same thing where then they all pull out guns and Jack pulls out a knife that he brought to a gunfight. <laughs> <Yeah, right. You know? laughs> so it's like there's all these little references, that, you know, that they just don't want to flat out say or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part of it that, like I say, the movie, you start to realize the the movie's very aware of the jokes that it's playing on, but it it glosses over them so quickly that it makes it smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see why this movie would be endlessly rewatchable. I'm already, I'm already like, yeah, I can't wait to watch that again. Yeah. You know, because I feel <laughs> like you're, you're going to pick up on a lot of different things as it goes on. Even the... I don't know. We talked about like the Mortal Kombat inspiration. Like, there's there's a school of thought that really does think that this was like this movie based the Mortal Kombat creators and games. I mean, they think that 
the three storms that uh, you got the lightning raid. You got yeah. Raiden. Basically, you have Raiden. I was watching it with my fiance. She's like, "That's Raiden." I'm like, "You're not wrong." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're even thinking like uh, Lo Pan is Shang Tsung. Yeah, I, I mean, 100%. like, I I like this movie better than what Mortal Kombat did. Like, I th- I feel like it's got this campiness to it. But like it just feels better. Like I like the I like what this movie did better than what Mortal Kombat movie mm. did. There is a part of me though that sees the hats that the three storms are wearing. And I know. Just it's dark helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dark helmet, guys. How do you see out of that? Come on, how do you see out of that? You, that's not convenient. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, dark come on. helmet. I like when they come down. They do this whole, this whole like they <laughs> those guys the shoot desert. at him. Those yeah. guys shoot at him and and they're not phased by it. And then they do this whole dance routine just to throw a knife at him. Yeah, and it's like a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they flip and then throw and it. and then they throw it. <laughs> I like know the, the flip doesn't help the inertia. They stop flipping and then they throw the knife. It, I'm like, <laughs> I I I do have to take it back for like two seconds on the idea that you talked about that you touched on, Mike. That they go in, they're gonna kid, kidnap Tara. Uh, Gracie Law's friend, pretty okay. much. That's the idea. Instead, uh, Miao Yin gets caught in the middle of it. And had that not happened, then uh, there might not have been a, a lead to this Miao Yin person. That So the fact that they got in, she got in the way is the reason this story continues on. And then they're running out of that place. And it made me think of uh, a story about my friend Nick and how he got kicked out of a bar for really not doing much of anything wrong. But the bouncer decided to ask him, look, we can either do this the easy way or the hard way. And he says, looks him dead in the eyes and says, the hard way, and goes full limp. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Why didn't Mao Yin just go full limp? And she's ru- instead she's running with the Lords of Death. I was yeah. thinking that full too. out. And I'm just like, no, just go, just go dead weight. It's it's completely fine. But the fact the fact is that the story only continues not because like they do go to the brothel, which I can't wait for that scene, but just because the because the Lords of Death re- must relay this information to that other gang. Do you think so? Because uh, so so Lords of Death call up Lopan's gang and say we got a green eye. We finally got a green eye. Got a green eyed woman. Why didn't they just take her straight there? I, I don't know. Right? But so does that mean that the three storms would have just shown up at the restaurant, ripped the roof off of that yeah, building? Yeah, how, how did they yeah. know about it? See, you yeah. know? So, like, maybe maybe the, the white tiger place is what called uh, mm. the other the other. I think remember, they seem nefarious yeah. to me, for sure. Exactly. Um, They're just like, hey, three storms, can you just come in the front door? We'll tell you the password. Yeah, just don't yeah. disrupt any of our guests. Please, please. don't tear the roof off <laughs> like you did last time. I know it's fun to walk into a place and say we're going to blow the roof off this place. Please don't do it this time. We can't. We can't. Insurance isn't covering it. Like anymore. I understand <laughs> how it could be intimidating if you shoot at somebody and nothing happens. Yeah, like the storms. But how intimidating is it when these storm guys come out of green smoke out of nowhere, not phased by bullets? And then one of them pulls out two back scratchers <laughs> as a weapon. Yeah. Like those. What? And what are the spinny, the spinny dials? Uh, that's a, those are like blenders. Okay. Oh yeah. my God. That, no, it's hands. the inside of a garbage disposal. Yeah. Fuck. So, so he's got magic bullets on his hands. Yep. 
you know, the, and he he just makes smoothies for everybody. Yeah, got it. He got turns it. he turns his shot bullets <laughs> at him days. into uh, off days. into uh, yes. mush. Who wants margaritas? Yeah. <laughs> Make margaritas, guys! Woo! Oh, I wanted them on the rocks. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> These aren't sharp enough for rocks. I'm sorry. Oh, I got this. We get we get my back. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> thanks. Oh, thanks. 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 Well, let's go on to scene three then. So Wang takes Jack to his restaurant where they meet with Gracie, her journalist friend Margo, Wang's friend Eddie Lee, and magician Egg Shen. The group devises a plan to infiltrate a brothel where they believe Mao Yin is held. The group breaks into the brothel but are interrupted by the storms who kidnap Miao Yin and take her to Lo Pan. What do you think about Eddie Lee? He's my favorite. He, at first, I, was it overdubbed? I don't think so. His lines? Yeah. And this is the like the suit guy that comes in, <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, very, the the Mater D, the the Mater, the Mater new Mater D, yeah, Mater yeah. D. He's played by Donald Lee. His name is Eddie Lee in the movie. Maybe it was just I told you I have that weird little like projector in my bedroom now that I can watch on my wall. Maybe there yeah. was a lag there, but it just he has such a very nice speaking voice. I know that I just I it felt like it was overdubbed. It's mm. but 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 as I rewatched it, I was like, no, nah, I think that's. It's I think that's him. him. I, well, and they even they even kind of make the joke like later on too when Egg comes in with uh, everyone, I, like the other guys from the uh, what's the the sing? I, I can't remember the uh, original. Uh, the the good guys, yeah, good guys. Again, guy. it's like those are the good guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling us exposition, exposition, exposition. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, I do, I do really like his character, and they make a joke about it too. It's like any of these guys, spe- like you know, speaking. It's like, hey man, who the hell is this guy? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, it's like now you're just being a dick, Jack. But I, I do really like that. I love Eddie's performance. Yes. I think he's he's my favorite character, kind of almost through the rest of the movie, a little bit. One of my favorite lines is when they're in the tr- uh, well, they're, uh, I think they're yeah, no, they're in the the Chinese. Uh, uh, fucking Wang's shop. The, oh yeah. Um, and uh, Jack is like on the phone with his insurance company. It seems so good. it's so funny, and I and he's like kind of uh, yelling at Wang about. He's like, I lost my goddamn trucks. How do you think I feel, Jack? I lost a whole girl. I lost a whole girl. A whole my girl. fucking favorite line. I love that <laughs> yeah. so much. I know. But also when uh when Lee comes in, um, Jack is on the phone. He's like introducing. He's or uh, Wang is introducing him to Jack, and he's on the phone. He's like. Yeah, <laughs> I love that shot so much. We've all been there before, where you're like you're on a really important call, and somebody's like, "Hey, why don't you meet my friend?" Yeah, 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 yo. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. No, don't don't transfer. Is this just is this a group line? What is it? I got to pay you guys six thousand dollars a year. You can't do it. It's like don't tell me it's not going to be covered by weather. Just going off classic, classic jargon of dealing with like an insurance. <laughs> Like thing, you well, know, so making a claim. He's so pissed. He was realizing that, uh, like, had he just gotten the money, yeah, or just said, "Hey, you, you'll owe me the money," and he did not go to the airport with him. They're like, he'd be on his way. He'd have his truck. Everything would be fine. Yep. And I think everything wouldn't have happened if Jack wouldn't have gone and tried to talk to Gracie Law. Jack fucked everything up. Yep. And but he doesn't know that he fucked. He <laughs> yes. could be. He he thinks he could be back in his truck doing his podcast yeah. and like talking <laughs> to all the other truckers. And now he's got to deal with trying to find his missing truck and his insurance and shit. And yep, Nerd Jack Bur- Burton. 
dude is so funny. Okay. Did anybody else think who else this reminds you of him doing this character? Uh, you can do it. I can't think of his name. He doesn't name. have it. I can't can think of his it. name. Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, no. <laughs> Chris Farley. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, if you really, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, this, it's my game. He, you know, he comes all in. It's like, boy, it is raining cats and dogs out there. <laughs> It's like Can't, when uh, he probably, does that ch- that yes. chin tuck, that yeah. is all Chris Farley, and all he needed to be doing was this. Yeah, <laughs> for a Chris Farley like oh, dead on. Oh gosh, cash. I guess it's not cash. deductible. Is not it? deductible. <laughs> is his, it? his fucking laugh at that point like sent me into hysterics because he so goes, good. "Cash, I guess not deductible." <laughs> yeah, like uh, fucking. I I don't know. It's it's so sad to me that I I know I know a lot of Kurt Russell movies. You know, I like them. But now we've done two in this podcast that yeah. like that I haven't seen until we did this podcast, and I'm like, I I love this man so much more. Every movie I see of his, I'm like, yep, you're you're moving up the ranks of one of my favorite actors ever. Yeah, it's it's funny because I go back and forth on on like he doesn't steal the show for me. Like Kurt Russell, I like Kurt Russell a lot. Like a big fan of Kurt Russell. He doesn't. He's not a, a scene stealer. Or a, he doesn't steal this for me at any point uh, when he's on screen. You know, sometimes I think his performance is not phoned in, but not not quite where I've seen it for Kurt Russell. But then you have something like this, where it's like, no, that's part of his character too. Yeah. Now I get it. You know, it took me till the second watch, like the halfway through, almost the second watch, to realize. Oh, that kind of over delivery is this character mm-hmm. very much so, and so it made me it. It took a while, but I really do like the performance now, and and him doing this little caricature in the middle of it is is fantastic. That's why I like that this movie is more of a comedy than it is anything else. And then when it's an action movie, it's an action movie. But when it's comedy, it's like you nailed it. Like that is hilarious. You yeah. know. When the when the uh, storms come in and do take uh, Miao Yen, yeah, mm-hmm. Miao Yen, um, when he he just goes up to one of them and like lifts his hat and just punches him <laughs> twice and he's like, all right, <laughs> he's like, okay, <laughs> it's so fucking funny, man. I love that bit. He he absolutely is, and I think I think this is it was kind of his inspiration um, as he's worked with John Carpenter, you know, so many times now. Um, like when he did, uh, escape from New York, you know, Pliskin was Clint Eastwood yeah. is what he said. And this character was a more bumbling John Wayne mm-hmm. is what he kind of said. And you definitely get that in that delivery of, you know, you think of like John Wayne movies. Well, how the heck are you? They're a partner, that kind of well, thing. And, I'm a teetoper, well, I'm a, aren't you a teetoper? You know, that kind of talk. And, and he kind of mixes this in very much so to his cadence um, of creating this character like Jack Burton. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, I think I almost want to talk more about the quotes of this movie as we go along. Just just some of those quick, we talked about how quick these these lines are. Like, she, she's like, I'd go with you. I know there's a problem with your face. <laughs> Because they're, they're, I Not love a, them together in this movie. Like Kim, Kim Cattrall and Kurt Russell have yeah. great chemistry, it, even though they're not supposed to, right? Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, whatever. It's funny because, and some of the some of the dialogue is almost too fast. Like it skips over like 
almost chunks of conversation. Something about uh, there's one one part in particular where Wang is saying to, "Well, I'm going and I'm doing uh, doing it this way." It's like, "Well, come move over, give me a ride." Oh, thanks, Jack. Like that kind of thing. I don't need you to go with me. I'll move over. I'm or I'll, I'll I'll drive you. Thanks, Jack. It's not. And then he doubles back on his dialogue. Saying I appreciate your help, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's it's inter- It's hard to describe. Um, only watching it a couple of times, um, but if you if you listen to what they're saying, it's jumbled. Yeah, but it's on purpose. Yeah, I mean, and then it like come it almost jumbles itself into like a a a, a tumble, and then it like gets yeah. back up, and you're like, oh, okay, now I can kind of grasp it. Yeah, like it 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 took a Three Stooges like like slip and fall and then got back up and brushed itself off. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in this dialogue. Yeah. It's very Jack funny. is Jack is like the perfect or Kurt Russell playing Jack is like the perfect burning the midnight oil. Can't wait for my pension kind of guy. Yeah. And I, I there's like an every man can't wait for retirement kind of guy. I love it so much. And yeah, I agree with him and uh, uh, Kim Cattrall together are very good. Like surprisingly almost. Yeah. I don't know, like, because I've, you know, Kim Cattrall and Sex in the City, that's pretty much how anybody probably knows her. Yeah, you think about Porky's her in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, Police Academy. Wasn't she uh, the the mannequin in Mannequin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's had a pretty broad career, for sure. Yeah, I mean, her, her speaking, she's beautiful, obviously, but her speaking role and... <laughs> Uh, relationship with um, Kurt in this is very, very tumultuous. But I like we've I think we've talked about it before in several movies that we've done of like the contentious relationship turning into something, you know. But but that's the best part about this movie is it like doesn't right. <laughs> yeah, right? we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there for sure. All right. So scene four: Jack and Wang track them down and gain access to the Lopan hideout. They are caught and meet an old man version of Lopan. Jack and Wang's friends attempt to save them and are also captured. The group frees the, themselves and escapes, but not before Gracie is captured. Best joke ready? of this movie. Okay, go. You ready for it? Right, I'm ready. All right. It's going to have to be Cracker Jack timing. Let's do it, Wang. All right. Hey, guys, phone company, <laughs> telephone company coming through. And he's holding on to the phone. He's just got to hold. Like, oh, that, it's probably over That's there. Right. Right? He's like, where's that junction box? Probably through here, right? All right, go on, guys. <laughs> no, that is like, that is like, <laughs> just act like you've been there before. It is. It's like, it's that scene. It's like carry a ladder into something, yeah. and you'll and they'll let you in. Or, or a camera. Go, or a like, camera. Or they'll they'll do anything. <laughs> oh, it's a student project. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. He's just carrying a, an old a rotary dial tel- or like telephone th- through this thing, full receiver and handset and everything, and I just. I lost it, guys. I lost it at that point, and I understood exactly what this movie was. It took me up until that time on the first watch to be like, got it. Well, then they keep (laughs) continuing then because, like, my favorite joke is right (sighs) after that when when Jack's like, what's that say on the wall? He goes, hell of boiling boiling oil. You're kidding. Yeah, yeah. Says keep out. Says keep out. (laughs) (laughs) Because, man, who plays plays Wang? Uh, Dennis Dung. Dennis Dunn. Dunn. He's... Like very under, he's getting overshadowed by a lot of things in this movie. I know he's awesome. He's, he's incredible. The, he's the star. Yes, in he, my and opinion, he's the, he's the hero. Yeah, he's yeah. the star and hero of this movie, and he does such a good job. Yep. Like I love. I will watch a movie without Kurt Russell and him. You uh, know, uh, up until this point, is well, uh, uh, up throughout this whole thing, we haven't seen Jack Burton fight anybody. No, he shot a couple people. 
I think uh, coming up, he's he might shoot shoot somebody. That's that's the best he's done. <laughs> there are, there are moments that where literally Wang has saved the entire day. Yeah, so and it what? is amazing. What, these guys could have been a little smarter here, though. Uh, they're in that elevator; it starts flooding. He had just he had just found this escape hatch, right? They're in this tube. He said it's salt water. Everybody knows you float in salt water. Yeah. Come on. Just now. float up through the hatch. Let that water rise. See? Said they want to go down into the pool of dead people. Be- Do you know what kind of bacteria is in that oh. pool? Oh, I can't. If you have any even any open wounds, oh yeah, and you're you probably you're, do you're done for at this yeah. point. Even like a scratch on your like like and your thumb or something, yeah, yeah. A little paper cut. You're oh. not gonna do well in the pool of death. Those yeah. chains are rusty, and there's rotting corpses, Ugh, upside not good, down guys. corpses yeah. too. That's the worst kind. Yeah, it's it, it is. I don't it know is. what's worse is like contaminated salt water like that, or getting thrown red balls at. <laughs> oh yeah, just. Like he, and I, I, that I think he, good. I think he starts off with just like air punching him, like you're just like, uh, and then like ten feet away he gets like, oh, gut punched, but then he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what is this like clown? Are you a clown? Are you a clown? You clown on? Is this is this where they they meet Lopan in the wheelchair the it first is. time? Yeah. Okay. Right after is. this, they they wheel him to like the commissary, <laughs> the yeah. pit of his despair. office, yeah, <laughs> the pit of despair, the pit of despair. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I think that I think James Hong as Lo Pan, I think I think he might be the best performance in this movie. I think you're right. And, and you don't want to think that because you're just like, usually this type of movie, whoever the evil person is, is like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, we've gone through so many movies, Super Mario Brothers, like, even 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 such a good actor as Dennis Hopper, it's like, well, it's the evil guy. Like, yeah, he's not. L- Lopan's so funny to me. Like even this back and forth, yeah. where they're like, it's been two thousand years, and there have been lots of women, <laughs> many many women. <laughs> there's been a lot of women. Like I love. I don't know why that's so funny to me that he's like, there's been a lot of women. Well, I think none that's, of them were perfect. I think nah. that's why he's the maybe the best performance of this movie because he is so funny. And he is like kind of scary, but he is and not at the same time a good bad guy. But then like he seems ridiculous. But then he seems like mystical and like he does like portray this sort of like myth in real time very well. But is also like in on it, like like Jack Burton is. It seems you know it seems like he's in on the comedy. He's in on like how ridiculous this is. The glowing version of him, yeah. Very strange. It's very creepy. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. I, I think it's a nice touch. I, I I decided to think a little deep into this about why they wheeled them in in wheelchairs that are exactly like low pants. And it's just like he can't be, he can't not be on like an equal level or something with the people that he's like trying to torture or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want, he's like, you got to be in the same thing that I'm in. Um, but them them hiding when uh, Eddie gets brought in to where they're being cap uh, held captive uh-huh. and then they they basically hide again and they are the, with the blindfolds they're like blindfolds oh the chair ah! <laughs> like <laughs> they when they jump thunder and then he him him trying to get out of the chair is also another very <laughs> funny bit for that's, me that is physical underrated physical comedy it's that's that's borderline like hot shots yes. levels of comedy of just him being like 
<laughs> and he gets, he could have just got out of the chair, but instead he like yeah. pushes the chair backwards to get yeah. out of it and yeah. falls down the pit. It's just like this very, like, it's a very long term joke of him rolling back up, rolling back down the thing. You, you know, it's a very long winded joke, like but it pays off for it's some like he's reason. He's seen this exact thing happen in a movie one time. <laughs> yeah. And was like, oh, I know what I'll do if I'm ever in that situation. And he just does that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's like it's like the thing you would like not do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like that's what I'll do because yeah. I'm not the hero. Yeah, exactly. He's not the hero. That's exactly right. I, I did. Oh yeah. Go well, ahead. I just love how uh, Lee is like. You ever plug somebody before? And it seems like legit because like you see the shot of Jack and he's like, oh shit. Yeah, he's like, like oh, I just shot a, somebody. And like, of he course says, I have. Yeah, of course I have. I was like, wait, have you, Lee? <laughs> right, the guy, maitre d? the maitre d. You've killed somebody before. You, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that means that must mean like Eddie has, right? Oh, of and course, like he's, a, he's more he's of like a, yeah. Everybody knows that. Nice more guy, of a Eddie. badass than than Jack Burton is. Well, yeah. we're we're figuring that out as we go here, right? I did have a note. I wondered why. <laughs> Why Gracie was the only one that was hogtied in the prison? Yeah, yeah. Like all the other people were walking around. I don't know if you read that, but apparently there was an there's this was all explained in a deleted scene. They never filmed it, but part of the script was that she Gracie was got put in the prison and was like verbally abusing guards and and just being a handful. So they gagged and tied her up like mm. that, where all the rest of them were just walking. You around. You can kind of see that later when when she gets captured again. Yes. You know, like he, she's talking shit to Lopan yep. and Thunder, I think it is. Well, and, and she's... And the rest of the gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> think about the <laughs> amount of exposition that Tower. she is... <laughs> the rest of the gladiators. <laughs> there, there's, there's so much exposition that just pours out of Gracie Law when she shows up at like yeah. the restaurant and she's um, she's getting out of Lopan at one at points or another. And it's... It's again. It's almost brutal. <laughs> Just borderline. It, and again, I know that it's part of the performance for her character, but at the same time, there is a point where it took me. It took me a little bit of time to understand that this is the character, and it's the writing, and it's the way that this movie is put together. If for her to just vomit exposition on yeah. us. It's, it's very funny. She's the one who knows everything or wants to give it all about the the Chinese mythology that's going on behind this, but none of the people who live <laughs> there do. It's so, like, like at one point, uh, Wang Chi says, you really want to know, Jack? It's like, yeah, I can handle it. I've seen some crazy things, but I'm not, you know, I'm fine. I can handle it. He's like, you really want to know? It's like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like what the heck, man? Tell me. Yeah, just tell us, man. <laughs> there's there's just like really good writing in this. I love that that funniness of they're in the tunnel. They all went diving into the tunnel, which is terrifying to me. Uh you never know there's gonna be an air pocket on the other side. Yeah. Geez. And then she's like, Where where's Margo? Yeah. Yeah. Where's Eddie? Where's Jack? Like they all take turns at coming up and asking where another person is. It's very Goonies esque at yes. that point. Yeah, I and trust me, don't go down a YouTube rabbit hole of like cave exploring gone wrong. <laughs> oh no. It's you guys have told me these things. Just don't. I'll tell you another one where like these guys got sucked reverse pressured down into a pipe and they had to like swim keep swimming through a pipe because 
trying to find AirPods. I, yeah, I don't like it. I'm good. I don't I'm like not it. doing that. I'm going on a cruise and uh, I'm not <laughs> doing. I'm staying on the boat. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I'll send you a video about cruise disasters well, gone yeah. bro. You can't go anywhere these days. <laughs> it's, you can't. It, it's it's like planes. If it's gonna if something bad's gonna happen, it's gonna be when it when they take off or when they set anchor. Yep, <laughs> that's how it happens. What? Yeah, no, that's that's really how it that's happens. That's how it happens, dude. man. So. You know, cruising one oh one. I have a you YouTube video. See? Michael help you out. <laughs> I love when <laughs> I love when the, uh Jack gets so he's got everyone with him yeah. after all this. He's got like pretty much he's they're trying to escape and they they get to this door, he's like, I'm pretty sure we're good, you guys. The the classic gag. He opens the door, they're all right there, Al Leong face yes. front. He's like, yeah, we're not going that way. Well, but then I think we're trapped. Everyone kind of like takes off except for Wang. And he's like, Wang's ready to fight. And meanwhile, Jack is like loading his weapon and trying to like get his like shoes all ready to go. Get, and shit. Gets his knife Everyone's out. knocked out by the time he's like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. It's epitome of his character. And at no point does Wang ever look at him like, <sighs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he was, as I mean, Wang was... Very focused on fighting, as far as he know. As far as he knows, Jack took out a couple of them. <laughs> it's true. It's very you true. know what I mean? It's like it's it's very. True. There was a lot going on. <laughs> if they're if they're good friends, you take every opportunity you can to make fun of your friend if they suck at something. Exactly. <laughs> so Wang's either the nicest guy in the world, or he just doesn't know. He's just he's just ignorantly blissfully ignorant. That's what it is. I yeah. think this is the best part. I, I I cannot speak. We 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 try to talk about this, how you can't talk about older movies in a modern eye without running into some issues. And I know that there are, there are some people that think that this movie is incredibly racist and that, that it's, it's just, it's just making fun of Chinese culture and portraying Chinese as, as like, Oh, dumb and magic, uh, believe in magic. And, and I can't, I, and I can't comment on that cause I'm not, you know, I'm not Asian. Yeah. I, I, but like what I really love about this movie is that it's like 95% Asian actors yeah, and, and they're make, it's like making fun of the American, the bumbling loud yeah. American guy. This is, this is America seen on the world scene of like, yeah, we're so cool. We're loud and we got bravado and, but we really don't know what we're doing sometimes. And I love that. I don't know if they were trying to do this, but I love that. You think Jack is the, is the, the guy and he's not, we're slowly realizing he saw, he's the reason this whole thing is happening. And, and Wang yeah. just goes about his business, quiet hero, and gets it done. Yeah. And, and I've, I, I, li- I like that. And I know I can't make social commentary on that because I'm not, I can't fully understand this. But, sure. but I, 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 think it's, I think it's really awesome. I 100% agree with you. I think this movie without Jack Burton would, would be this movie, mm-hmm. um, would, would like have kind of like the same uh, similar story structure. But like maybe more like uh, like talking scenes, you know, maybe not like a lot more. Act. Maybe shit doesn't go uh, so far downhill as Jack makes it, you know. Um, I think it would have been that anyway. Like, you, I, I don't know. You're right. You can't speak to that kind of um, experience that we have never had and never will. But um, as far as I know, this is extremely refreshing to see that uh, they do a story. Like even the, the Dennis Dunn as Wang was like, you never see this. Like yeah. there there's, I never see movies with people who look like me as like pretty much the starring role. 
and he does a fucking great job. He does an awesome job. And it's a great story. And like, as long as you're a good fucking movie, I don't care what what you do. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I don't care what kind of representation you have or don't have. You know, as long as you tell a good story, whatever. And this is a great fucking story. You see this, like, I mean, an awesome all star cast of of uh, Asian actress actresses that are in this. It's it's great. Like, it's really great to see. And it's it makes it even better that Jack Burton is the funny character he is the comic relief of this movie the bumbling sidekick to, idiot yeah exactly it's very funny that's a that's hilarious yes <laughs> that's it's all I really say. great he's <laughs> he's, he's he plays a man who's completely out of his element but he feels like he's in his element yeah yes like how oh yeah i could do this <laughs> he's he's an accidental hero but the hero he, he thinks he is is <laughs> not what he actually is at right all. And they they're they're completely fine with like letting him take, as we saw in the very beginning, they're completely fine with like letting him take this like kind of like hero's stand, or like uh, or, or point of this story, so they can just like, so they don't have to deal with other people coming into their world, yeah, it, it coming into this world, right? Like we, yeah, no, Jack's a hero. Like thank thank God he showed up and just, we can just blame it on him. <laughs> <laughs> idiot <laughs> before we do the last scene uh if this is indeed uh an inspiration for mortal Kombat, then this fucking creature is goro yeah oh you think so <laughs> i thought you guys were gonna have a big problem with this just coming out of nowhere i don't i this is why it's not a perfect movie for me i don't like this creature i don't like the floating eyeball head that that feels a little too much like they're like yeah we need something else we just need a reason why gracie doesn't make it out how about a weird monster? A huge monster hand. Yeah. And grabs her. I, I did not I did not enjoy this as much as some of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is it's it's a movie, it's a movie that just starts to it just continues to get crazier and it just escalates and escalates and escalates. It gets crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. Let's go. Okay, so scene five, Lopan decides to marry Gracie and Miao Ying. Uh, Wang and Jack regroup and enter a cavern to return to Lopan's headquarters. They interrupt the wedding and start a battle. Jack kills Lopan and the group escapes. The group celebrates before going their separate ways. Before you say that, AJ, yes. mind-blowing fact of the day. That's, that's my new segment. Okay. Nice. It's not <laughs> Mind-blowers. Blow me, Mike. Did you? Okay, so so before, as they regroup, before they go down in the tunnel, yeah. did you recognize Egg Shen's uh, location, his little headquarters warehouse. No, it is Fire Station Twenty Three, the same building used for the interior of Ghostbusters. Oh shit! When you see it, you go, "Whoa!" They walk into it, and it is the interior of Ghostbusters. It's very narrow, you narrow kind of. with the big archway. Yeah. Then they they're going up then and down like fire poles. It was all inside of that building. Wow. Oh my god. Once you see it, it's mind blowing to be. And, and like, and people are like, "Oh, weird, weird." They filmed the movie twice, two different movies in the same set. It's like, I thought it was cool. Fuck me, I guess. Fuck, fuck, fuck me. Fuck, fuck me, I guess. That was super cool. Oh, I'm, just, right. I'm going on record to predict what the comments will yeah. be on the TikTok <laughs> video, so you got it. <laughs> uh, um, I do love that. I really do love yes. that. I think that's awesome. Um, it, it it doesn't make sense that like that's his shop. 
Right. It's like a, he's a rich man. It turns out he's a rich man. He's got a really nice office space. As they go down into this, uh, they go down the fire pole. Are um, you? Am I afraid? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And like one of the guys that's with him gets eaten by this giant ant thing, and he takes out some marbles from a bag, throws them. <laughs> Do not come out again. <laughs> And we never see that thing again. <laughs> even great. So you yeah. couldn't have gone down there before we all went down there and done your little marble shit. <laughs> but the, that's a, it's so great because he goes, he says something like, "Come out no more." No more. And he goes, "What will come out what, no more?" What was that thing? He's just he's infatuated with it. It's like there's and then like they have all these fancy terms for things. It's like black blood of the earth. Oh, you mean like oil? No, black blood of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> the, line, the lines never ended this point. Like I know. That, this is when you get the hollow, hollow. Fuck it. Like hollow, hollow. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> slashes through it a couple times and then reaches through and unlocks it from the inside. Did you oh, see that? Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It, it just it never stops at this point. You, you, I think you said it, AJ. It's just like blah, like it's nonstop it's, at this point. It's nonstop, and this is another one of my favorite things. Where it's like you know, we we have to. This is this is how we have to fight him. We have to fight black magic with black magic. And it's like, what's in the flask, egg magic potion? Yeah, thought so. Good. What do we do with it? Drink it? Yeah, good. Thought so. What? <laughs> Dude, some of my favorite exchanges right there. I love those lines so much. Sets up at the bar, just pours everyone a drink. <laughs> and they get on that elevator, and it's just like, I don't know about, what about you guys. There's a lot feel, of touching going on, I feel too. pretty good, yeah. And then, and then my oh, my favorite line for you, yeah, my favorite line from Dennis Dunn is, I have a very positive out- feeling about the outcome of what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All this, right, Wayne. This is the same way yeah, I feel too. when I get a good buzz going. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, this is great. Good buzz. Ah. <laughs> do you guys do you guys have a toast that you do if if like if you're you're among friends and you're gonna take a shot or something like that? They 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 go with some pretty cheese ball toast there, you know, like the may the feathers never fall off the eagle of freedom or something like that. Do you do you have a go to line that you say? Uh cheers. Cheers? Yep. You you know you don't try to be all fancy and be like salute. I don't know. Or you, I don't know. Pretty simple, man. Do you have a, Do you have one that you do? Uh, they were ready. Like they had. They that was like their go to. Yeah, they knew. Well, if you can't come on or <laughs> no, I don't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that you can use in a setting. Of oh business no, never folk? been no. No. All right. Let's shoot. may the may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. How about it, guys? Nah. No. How about we drink now? Yes. Do you want to hear mine? Here's to I you. haven't used it in forever, but this movie reminded me of it. Do you want to hear it? I feel like I'm I'm gonna have heard can it we, before. Can we can we just real quick pour a little cedar we'll pour ridge? A little cedar ridge. Let's see if this works. Let's see how you feel about this. Good buzz. Good buzz. What's in the flask, Mike? All right. Ready? Here's my. This is my go-to. I thought it was pretty cool back in college. Ready? Here's the fighting, cheating, stealing, and drinking. If you're going to fight, you fight for a brother. You're going to cheat, cheat death. You're going to steal. You steal a woman's heart. You're going to drink. You drink with me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Who said that? Oh, good butt. Warm butt. I, I think that was Ernest Borgnine originally. Ernest uh, in Airwolf, yes. Yeah. Nice. That was what John Michael Vincent said in Airwolf. 
and Airbud. <laughs> nice. Anyway, wolf. Oh, oh. wolf. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. The girls' uh, makeup and costuming and like this wedding kind of yeah. ceremony is outstanding. Yeah, like they look so good. Uh, and like honestly, the throughout the whole movie, the costuming and um, even the uh, production design is uh, really, really outstanding. And I, I, I think it adds so much to it. Every time, especially those girls are on camera with like that wedding attire, apparently. Um, it's just visually, visually striking and I can't take my eyes off them. What do you, what do it you, doesn't, it helps that they are extremely beautiful. Yes. But do, doesn't it feel like this, this area they're hanging out in for the ceremony feels like a, a just a mall in the eighties <laughs> <The> escalator. <laughs> it's, got, oh. it's got neon. Are you it's, talking it's got about a reversible the, escalator? Are, are you talking about like they're, where they, where they have the ceremony? Layer. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they throw some killer raves down there. <laughs> they, that yeah, place is they, a nightclub beyond nightclub. Like this is a place in Vegas you can go to. Lopan rented this out for the oh, night. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because normally is, there would be something else happening down there. He he rented it for for dual ceremony reception. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what he did. And he's probably got Alice Cooper that's gonna be playing that night. You threw a Speaking of that, like he when he's uh, going over to the floating Meow Yang, he like skateboards on over. <laughs> yeah, like like Wayne does to uh, what's her name in Wayne's World. <laughs> Jesus, you fuckers! Wait, 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 wait! You wait. guys are fuckers. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are absolute oh. fuckers. <laughs> uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. No? Sean, I don't you know don't what you're care? talking about. It's fine. Can you uh, provide any video evidence for me? When he like floats over to her at the bar and it's like, hey, Win- hi, Wayne. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was sorry. I can only think of if you say Wayne's World during this movie, I can only think of Wayne's World, too, because Lopan is Cassandra's father. Well, oh, yeah. that's and that's uh, the only thing that's been going through my head. Okay. Thank God we're back. <laughs> <laughs> fucking derailed it once again. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, there is a. I I do really like it because a fucking movie reference on a movie podcast. <laughs> How dare you, Christ! <laughs> There's an exchange between Meow Yin and uh-huh. Lo Pan. Can I talk about that? Sure. All right. <laughs> she says, "I don't belong to you," and Lo Pan's like, "You don't. You belong to Cheng Dai. I must sacrifice you, but I love you and I need you. No." Here, take her. Take the bitch. <laughs> like, like, what? Do you know if they if they remade this movie, do you know who would play Lopan? Oh, uh, Ken Ken Jung. Ken Oh, Ken Jung. yes. That weird humor oh. and like high pitchiness of his voice from time to time. Oh yeah. Don't you think he could play it? Oh, that's spot on. That like he and his delivery would be like right there. Take you know the, what I mean? Take the bitch. Take the bitch. You know that kind. Of, oh man, that would be great. I think that'd be amazing. He he also he also has these like little moments of those like of this like very modernized dialogue for somebody who's a two thousand year old spirit. Yes. Where he's like, ah, they're back again, and they're not alone. That little bastard sorcerer <laughs> egg shins with them. It's like <laughs> he's just like like he's a nuisance to him. Like he's met him like many times. He's just like, oh god, he always takes my spot in front of the vending machine when I want my snack. <laughs> Little bastard shit. <laughs> just something like that. He's fucking great. I, I love like the relationship. The, the, the whole fight scene of uh, especially Wang and um, one of the storms. 
jumping in the air constantly. Like you brought up Mortal Kombat. It's like that's how everyone oh, plays man. Mortal Kombat. It's for exactly sure. Exactly how they jump in Mortal Kombat. It's yeah. how you it's how you win. It's just how you win. That's how, that's how you have to beat Gordon. Those and uppercuts. That, Those and uppercuts. Yeah. Yes. yes. You guys remember uppercuts in Mortal Kombat? Dude. I was yes. thinking Street All right. Fighter. So you Fuck. do that. Street cha, 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 cha. And then you get knocked back, uh. and then you jump over, and then you uppercut them. It's a very, it's it's formulaic. Thank you. Okay? Let's talk about how the hero, the, the hero of this movie kills the villain of this movie with lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> genius it's awesome it's fucking genius <laughs> yeah. that that they decide didn't they didn't they like that was not really in the script like they that they just sort of said that would actually be really funny that he that he kissed her and got lipstick on and <laughs> I, I i thought i read that that i mean this is just genius well i, I like how she's like, like as he like goes into battle again <laughs> she's like oh excuse me like yes. wipes it off for him like a wife would do yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> even at that moment where he's like yeah we just made out Wang! Wang! <laughs> forgot yeah. all about Wang. You quit rubbing your body against me? I told you. It's hard to concentrate when you do that. He just keeps making advances, like, at different <laughs> times on, on Gracie Law, and it's just, like, not, like, nope, we're not going to do that. So what do you think What do you think happens when this movie's over? Like, um, where does where does Jack go? Does he just, is this scene we see him driving down the road, does he just become this insane person, just... His podcast took a dark turn now. He's not eating sandwiches. He's drinking now, driving his truck. Does he does he die? Are they are the authorities after him? Is has he gone has he gone into into hiding somewhere and now they're trying to find all these other guys like you know Egg Shen and be like, Egg Shen, what happened to this guy? We gotta find him. Like what what happens after this movie's over? I don't think this affects him personally whatsoever. Like in his <laughs> mind, I think this was like a normal kind of day's work. I think he rides off. I think he thinks he of himself as a, like a person who rides off into the sunset and is like, "Yeah, that was all in a day's work." Yeah, maybe I'll see that bitch later. I don't even know. But then, like, you get the the monster that pops out, which I don't like. Let's say that just doesn't happen. Let's pretend that doesn't happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think he. I think he picks up his next haul uh, somewhere. Let's let's say New York. I think he like goes to New York or something like that, and maybe. Maybe he runs into a Rick Moranis. Maybe he runs into a uh, a Bill Murray of some sort and uh, gets kind of caught up into some ghost shit and is like, I know what to do here. He helps? You think he you think he drains the Ghostbusters? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You fucking have something else? I don't know. I I'm love trying. that. <laughs> I, I'm, tr- I'm the only one trying here. <laughs> I, well, I got. I have a theory. I have a theory that at the end of the movie, uh, which is the beginning of the movie, Egg, Egg Shen says he's going on a long vacation, right? He's been fighting evil forever. So he leaves, but he's apprehended by police. And they take him to his to, to the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, you're in big trouble. You got We got to talk about this. And he displays his Chinese black magic, and the authorities... They know this guy's trouble. Egg Shen's powerful. They don't want to arrest him, put him in jail. He's going to cause trouble there. So they make a deal with him. They say, you got to go. You got to go to somewhere where we're never going to find you. You just got to live out the rest of your life there. So he takes his vacation. He goes into the middle of nowhere. He moves to Perfection, Nevada, changes his name, opens up Chang's Market. We know he's a rich guy. That's the only way he would have possibly been able to keep that store open for that long. 
because there's nobody in perfection buying shit. And then what if even further, what if uh, what if Ching Dai, God of the East, has been looking for Egg Shen and he creates graboid monsters and sends them to perfection? Mm. What if? What if? Great Creed song. <laughs> it's a great, great Creed song. You're right, Sean. We should talk about Creed. No, let's not do that. I, I was going to say, I think that he's had enough of this. And he just simply moves back to a different... He goes back to move closer to his family. Who does? Uh, Egg, Egg, Shen? Egg Shen. Okay. Yeah. And he renounces his sorcerism. <laughs> but he, he, he really, really loves his grandchildren and trains them <laughs> in the ways of Shenandoah. Of, yes. <laughs> Egg Shenandoah. And that's what happens, guys. Yeah. I think that's what happens. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, last thing. We gotta, Ooh, here's a prop. Anybody got a good prop they want from this? Yes. Give me Jack's truck. Whatever. You get his truck? Yeah. Sean's already checked out. Damn it. He's already checked out. God damn it. I, He's in vacation mode. He wants to go on a long vacation. He is on the vacation mode. I want um, his boots with the knife. Okay. I think you look good in those. I think those boots are important. <laughs> like, he's always unwrapping his knife from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> How many times he's like kneels down to get his knife. But yeah, but, uh, but specifically with the knife, the compartment and everything. I think they fit me. I've been thinking about taking up cocaine, so I want a uh, low pants coke nail. Nice. The nice. stinky one. Do you, you know, want the finger like attached? No, just, just the really long nail. He's got two nail. of them. All of I it. just want one. I don't want to be weird and have two. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta play guitar with one, you know. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to hit the fretboard. It'd be pretty weird to just. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) is that possible? You're doubling down. I think anything's possible. You're double dipping. Oh no! Well, we really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, boys? Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) We just lost half our audience. Okay, we have reviewed this with a modern eye because we don't even have nostalgia ratings for this. So we have to give a modern day rating for this movie. We're going to start with Sean. What'd you think, man? Now that you finally got to see this. Yeah, I got through this finally. Um, I don't know what it was and I don't know why it was because I love this movie. Um, I think it's incredibly fun. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I think anything with Kurt Russell, it just you just can't go wrong. Um, this entire cast really, uh, Kim, Kim Cantrell as Gracie Law is great. Um, all the supporting characters are incredible. Those these are these are who you cast at this point for these characters, and I think they all portrayed it perfectly. Um, and John Carpenter makes a hell of a goddamn movie as pretty much always. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven point nine nine. Seven point nine nine age. What about you, man? Seven point nine nine. I there. Look, do I find this movie? like oddly hilarious i absolutely do there's so much weirdness around it though like like i said it continues to just get crazier and crazier until we start seeing random creatures and there's the other part of it too is so much of the plot and so mu- or so much of the story is borderline unnecessary and 
the amount of exposition that is just thrown at us as we have to watch the movie is is like it's it's daunting and so and it also it, it feels long it feels I, like i but it's I, not it's like what an hour and a half or something like that is it roughly it's for some reason like i just kind of get caught in this right. like length and so for all the comedy the the there's there're very funny moments for the funny moments the dialogue the uh lead lead actors and the like the combination between Kurt Russell and Dennis Dunn with that whole supporting cast um that's just phenomenal and i love john carpenter movies it turns out i've really enjoying them as we've been going through a lot of them 100%. um there's there's just something about this that i just it's very hard for me to re- want to revisit a lot. So that being said, I I got to give credit where credit is due for what I think is a solid movie or fun watch. I don't know necessarily want to be the one to be rewatching it. Um, so I'm going to give this a six point one. Six point one. I fucking love this movie. I was sitting by myself last night, just on the couch in the dark, in the finally in the peace of quiet, like laughing my ass off. I, I love this movie. I'm very excited to continue to watch it. I think it will be endlessly rewatchable. I'm going to give it an 8.2. Wow. Fuck yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. And uh, that's going to take us to a 7.43. Wow. Which on our whole entire list of movies we've ever done, that is going to get the sole spot of number 40 out of over 100 and something movies that is just below Spaceballs. Just above Monster Squad. Mm. It should be above Spaceballs. You think so? Yes. It's it's damn close. I damn, think damn close. I think that's very fitting. I think that's very fitting. Well, Number 40. I mean, this is uh, this is gospel. This is what it is. When, when, when we come to an agreement on this, that's what it is. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for being here next week. May of Bay Uncaged. Hit it. Two Nick Cage movies. Two Michael Bay movies, and one where they both have sex with each other. They have scissor. Think of it yourself. We're not even oh. going to divulge it yet. Yeah. Think of it yourself. Enjoy thinking about it. We are ready. And if you are new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Red Dawn. Wow. Big one. Red Dawn was a fun... Did, had we, we had all seen that one, right? This yeah. only happened once before, twice before, where we had not all not seen a movie. Yeah. I oh, had yeah. not seen Red Dawn. Right. I have not revisited it since, but I had a great time on that episode. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. That movie affected me. As yeah. A, as a little yeah. Uh, and don't forget, we have a voicemail call at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Are you freaking kidding me? A 2.5, 2.59, whatever, what the fuck? Super Mario Brothers that low? you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. That is like... Dude, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. That's like a four sober, a six drunk, and like a fucking 12 stone. You've got to be kidding me. I've been listening to this podcast for so long. I pay $10 for Patreon. I listen to Dream Thief. I follow the Port Tornadoes. I have a freaking windbreaker from Wolf Den Wares in my cart right now. I haven't paid for it yet, but I'm going to. I'm so pissed at you guys. That's insane. You should be ashamed of yourself. Ugh. <laughs> All right, Mike, Sean, AJ, I love you. Can't wait for the next episode. Take it easy, Bell.
That's old Diggity Dave coming <laughs> Diggity through Dave. on his voice, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. That's how you do a voicemail. <laughs> That's right. That's you get right. mad at us, and then you realize it doesn't matter, and you wait for next one. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's honestly what I was thinking while reviewing Super Mario Brothers, and this whole week, actually, I can't... <laughs> Disclosure, I just can't wait till we're done with that whole saga of our show. (laughs) I got to be honest, that was my fault. I I don't know why I I was like, dude, they're remaking Super Mario Brothers. We should do the original. I've never actually seen it, but we should do it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I wanted to as well. I I did. I wanted to as well, and I thought I, I had some fond memories, and then I was wrong. So If you love it, I love it. That you love it. I love that you love it. That's right. I love you. I love you, and I love that you love it. Guys, we love you regardless because you're listening to this show. And if you are listening to this show, we really hope that you will leave us a kind review so we can read it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us five stars. We would love five stars. And find us anywhere on social media, too, uh, at Confused Breakfast, just about anywhere on social media. And make sure you're checking out that YouTube, hitting that subscribe button. YouTube. Go to confusedbreakfast.com and uh, get some of our merch. You can buy shirts, you can buy mugs, you can buy koozies. I think you can buy sweatshirts, shower curtains. I don't even know what you can buy on there, but go look and they probably have it. Um, this show on vinyl. Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see our ratings. You can see that uh, this just made 7.4. This is a, a little bit better than Monster Squad or something like that. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a shit? I'm on vacation at this point. Um, no, you should care. You should care, and you should see our individual ratings as well uh, on confusedbreakfast.com. I just want Sean to do the full outro from here on out. See ya. I, li- I also like the way you say koozies. Steve koozies. <laughs> 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 he, he, he can get some koozies. He says that that's how he says it. <laughs> you can get some Steve koozies. We, can we make a koozie with Steve Koozie's face? It's gotta happen. What Why haven't fuck? we done that yet? It's not your father's beer shirt. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> it's just the it's just the janitor of when he walks by him like. <laughs> you get me a Steve koozie. Is that Sean says it? Oh, you can uh, buy some koozies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've never noticed that, but you always say that. I don't know. You get some shirts, some stickers, some kisses. <laughs> anyway, uh, go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Just support us there. Support our sponsors. Uh, we are part of it. We are produced by the Upload Media Group here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Learn more about them at uploadmediagroup.com. Craig on the controls. Craigers. And we are on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more there at cloud10.fm. Well, I'm leaving. Why? Oh, my God. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. That's from the movie Big Trouble Little Shiner, which we just reviewed. I hope somebody gets the joke. That quote. Fuck. <laughs>